This episode has been mixed and edited by the team at Next Day Podcast. For professional podcast editing services with 24-hour turnarounds, visit nextdaypodcast.com. And if you're new to podcasting, check out our amazing podcast launch packages. nextdaypodcast.com. Record, upload, relax. Welcome to the Your First Rental Podcast. Let's talk real estate. Welcome to the Your First Rental Podcast, where an average Joe and a pro teach you how to get into the wonderful world of real estate. I'm your host, JP, alongside my host, Nate Parks. Yes, this is Nate Parks with Austin Home Team with Keller Williams. You can reach out to me at nateparks at kw.com. Today's episode, we are going to talk about something that's very popular, and I bet you could go out there into podcast land and find lots of you know Twitter things about short-term rentals, people becoming you know multimillionaires on short-term rentals, Airbnbs. It's so great. It's so glamorous. Instagram, TikTok. It, it makes it seem like you know you just buy a property, put it on Airbnb, and then you just start minting. Yes, Benjamins. Yes, and the purpose of today's episode is to dispel you of that notion. <laughs> now, we're not trying to turn people off of it. I'm sure people, lots of people make uh, great money doing it. I've got a really good friend uh, that's doing it that I would love to talk to uh, later on after he's been doing it for a few months. I've, ha- I've you know, my best friend is uh, looking at doing a kind of a luxury short-term rental down in Texas. I think that's going to go great. But just here in, and part of it is that we don't, we don't do luxury rentals. Maybe that's something different entirely. I just want to talk about, and we do short-term rentals. I want to talk about some of the reasons why you don't necessarily want to be in them and why actually in Kansas City, I prefer, would prefer not to be doing it. But, and let's start by saying it's not terrible. No. We do have a a short-term rental right now. It's a house that we bought for Mm 136,000 last year. 3.25 3.25 interest. Those were the days. <laughs> and currently, we are getting 1600 a month in a rental, a short-term rental. And this is the best case scenario. These guys that had to come into town and work, they don't want to stay in a hotel for you know three months. So they're good tenants. Mm-hmm. They work. And the best part is, they signed on for three months and then decided to stay on for three more months. Yeah, and hopefully, God willing, stay on for three months after that <laughs> and three months after that. Yeah. So to get 1600 a month in rent on a $136,000 property is pretty good, isn't it, Nate? Absolutely, absolutely. The, the quote and unquote 1% rule? Yeah, that 1% rule of, yeah, we would be probably getting more like 1250 to 1350 you know, max there. And, and one of the benefits also is that with a short term, once you, you know, because you do in most cases have to furnish that property, but once you put the furniture in there once, um, you're usually not having to replace that. So that's one time expense. One time expense. Okay. So ideal scenario, they come in, they actually stay a long time. You don't really hear from them. They're good tenants. That's ideal. Like I said, we do it. It's fine. It's not a luxury rental. Maybe that's something different entirely. Let's talk about the reasons why we don't love it. 
Well, for one, it's a lot more work than getting someone in, set it, and forget it. Because that's the thing about real estate is you want to set it and forget it. Yep. You want crockpot wealth. <laughs> and this is not crockpot wealth. For one, you might have to show it every three months. Yeah. Yep. So there's a lot more work as far as the property management goes. There can be some uh there can be some gaps in in, in monthly, you know, right. income coming in. Right. Because if you're a person well, we'll get to that later, but let's get to the work. You're showing it two to three times a year. Who's paying the utilities? Well, on a long-term rental, the tenant is paying their utilities. Yep. On a short term, you know, I, I got a job, I got kids, I got, you know, work. Sometimes at night I'm paying electricity bills, not for my own home, which I have to do. <laughs> I'm paying the utility bills for other homes. And yep. it's just kind of a pain. Yeah. Yep. It gets you cumbersome. Know, trash, electricity, water. So you got to invest time to show it, maybe to two or three people before one decides to take it. Mm -hmm. Then when they move out, you have to be there to check them out and to inspect the property. Yep, clean it and do all the the, the different things that you're going to be doing. You know, on a yearly basis, if right. you have year to year, you might do it once a year. Yeah, uh, this or once every five years. Yeah. If, if they stay, hopefully. But this is this happening every three months. Yep, yep. So it's just in terms of work and time, the thing that we is really great about real estate is it's crockpot, but you're you're turning your crockpot into um, short order cook, you know. Air fryer. Eggs over easy, <laughs> uh, you know, hash browns. It's just a lot of work. It costs. Okay, there are significant costs with doing a short-term rental, like we talked about, utilities. So 1600 might sound great, but um, you're paying $150 for electricity and water mm -hmm. every month. I pay $30 a month to pay for this guy's trash because yep. you know all that's included in the price. And so the benefits are there, but a lot of it goes to cost. Yep. And it, given the, the time of year, you know, in our environment, you have to bring in snow, you know, so snow removal, cutting grass, all those yeah. other types of things. Yeah, because in our other units, our long terms, hey, tenant, you cut the grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this one, you know, uh, people that are in and out, uh, they aren't there to cut grass. Mm -mm. And so, and this might be where it's interesting to talk to someone that does a luxury uh, rental in, say, a Destin or an Orlando or Rockport, Texas. I think they're getting so much income from it, it, it offsets these things by a lot. Yeah. So, short-term rental can, uh, the, the famous term right now is Airbnb. So, Short-term rental is, is still an, an, an Airbnb in a sense, is that anything under three months, that kind of falls into that short-term category. So with an Airbnb, that's a scenario where if you're getting income and, and people in there on a weekly basis, the amount that you're charging can really offset some of those extra expenses that you're Yeah, because you're going to have to pay, a, basically, a prof unless you want to be doing it, which that's a whole other thing, mm -hmm. you, you have to pay someone that's going to come in, clean it, sign them in, sign them out all that stuff, and that, that is not free. No. So if you're in a really luxury uh, market and you're able to get really good prices, then I suppose that would be worth it. If you're going to do a short-term rental you know, for people that are for travel nurses, and I still think it's a great thing to do, you just have to realize there are these things that are involved. 
And sometimes it, it is not the world's greatest scenario where they come in, they're great tenants, and they decide to stay for six to nine months. Yeah, no, there. I mean, in a lot of scenarios, with when you see a three month, is that their mindset more more times than not is that they're they're staying in a hotel, mm-hmm. so they're thinking as in, and we've had some that said, hey, you know, are where are the towels that are available, you know, in yeah. the home, all the way to you know anything that you might think of that you might get as a, a luxury in a hotel. Yeah. The next thing that's kind of makes it different is you are catering to a different tenant mm-hmm. every week, month, three months. And you know, the thing about rentals is you kind of get into a groove with your tenant. You kind of know what to expect. You mm-hmm. kind of know what they expect. Mm-hmm. And Nate can get into a groove. <laughs> with a new tenant, I, I mean, one tenant might be more focused on towels and things and then the next one is seeing you know something completely different and yeah. they're they're worried about well, my grass. I, I thought i saw you know my grass is an eighth of an inch too long yeah it's just something different and you're catering to different personalities that's not the world's easiest thing or the most fun yeah yeah nope there's definitely with that comes a lot more phone calls in a, in a lot of scenarios depending on that on that client so i mean again the the success well one that that JP's been talking about, you know, I haven't heard from those people, you know, since they signed. Knock on wood. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of makes you wonder what's going on. Yeah. But we've had, you know, horror stories that I think we brought up before where, you know, I was literally getting a call about every other day about something happening, you know, in in that. And you think about our good long-term rentals, you almost never hear from them, you know, and you're just in a groove. And that's what makes, that's when real estate is fun. Mm -hmm. This is not, as fun no. when you're dealing with new personalities, new people, and you just and by the time you get into a groove, kind of know what they like, they are leaving. Yep. The next thing that's not gr- the greatest about short-term rentals is it's dependent on the economy. And I would think if I did own a long-term rental, that I'd be a little bit nervous if the economy does take a downturn. Because yeah. if, if the economy is bad, pe- fewer people are going on vacation to mm-hmm. Orlando mm-hmm. or. Mm-hmm. So you're you're kind of at the mercy of the economy. And I see this, even though we don't do luxury rentals, I see this now. I think the demand for travel nurse housing has decreased. Yes. During absolutely. the pandemic, it was really high. And then now I'm just getting fewer and fewer inquiries. So I think travel nursing is always going to be there. But you are kind of dependent on someone else and and other factors that are going on. Yeah, whatever the trend is at that time, you're more susceptible to, you know, in short term compared to long term. Yeah. So, but I, I assume that people that vacation in Destin, that's not going to just completely go away. Mm-hmm. And then vacancies. If someone moves out on June 30th and the next tenant's moving in on July, you know, 13th, well, you've lost 13 days of mm-hmm. rent. And then if that tenant moves out, you know, September 18th and you don't get a tenant till October 1st, well, you have just lost a month of rent. Yeah. And so the vacancies after a while can, they can add up. So, you know, all that's factored into the pricing. Yeah. But it is tough where when you're trying to show a home and you have somebody that's already in there and, you know, you yeah. you, you got that leeway in between there it's like okay i want to see the the place well you don't want to s- disturb the, the, yeah. the tenant while they're in there so it yeah does, there there is a lot a lot that happens as far as more days uh of vacancy for sure 
Yeah. So in doing short-term rentals the way we do it, are you, are we going to make a killing? No. Is it still very profitable? Yes. But overall, I think Nate and I have come to the conclusion that even though it's a good thing to do, I would much rather have a long-termer in there. And yeah. Nate probably would too. It, it'd be a lot less work. Yeah, it's, it's a lot less work, you know, when you get a long-termer in there. And again, I think you've, JP, you kind of touched on it is that once you get into the Airbnb and short-term markets, I think that's usually a, a higher price point that we're wanting to be in right now. It starts making a little bit more sense, you know, given the area, but there is a, a market here for Airbnb, but it's not as large as like you, you're bringing up a Destin yeah. or a Florida or yeah, California yeah, or where, where there's other amenities and attractions that are out there that that people are drawn to, you know, more along the lines of what we have is that with our booming economy and, and the corporations that are around here, you have more like you're talking about traveling nurses, you know, someone's on a contract for yep. three months, an engineer or something. Yep. yep. And they're not they're not coming here to enjoy the beach. You know, they're they're yeah. they're coming here to work. Yeah. And I can't wait to have one of these people that does long term or that does luxury rentals come on. Because even if you do are in a luxury market, like I have a friend that has a property in Keystone that we stay at every year. It is a luxury property. He quoted me sometime about he has to have the condos uh, management thing manage it. I think they take like a third of yeah. the rent yeah, the, or something. The property so, management, cleaning crews, and all those uh, types of things. It takes a pretty good chunk out of, of what you're getting. So you definitely, it all comes down to how many days that you have that place occupied to make it make sense. And what a lot of people don't understand, and I've, I've had to screen some, some clients that I've had as well is that, you know, they think that the Airbnb market is just so easy. And then, you know, there's a lot of research that comes into that of understanding to making sure that it's occupied that it comes down to to make sure that that makes sense. So a lot of people will try to jump into it thinking it's just an easy market, but uh, yeah, all, yeah. The, all the charges could definitely pile up. It ain't easy. Don't be out there thinking it's easy because the people that I know that do it won't tell you it's easy <laughs> and they won't tell you that it's they're making a million. I mean, I'm sure there are some people out there making a million dollars. If you have some unique property out in California where everybody wants to stay and you can mm -hmm. charge whatever, yeah, I think you're probably doing very well. But, you know, if you're in the just the luxury vacation rental, I don't think you're making a bazillion dollars off every every stay just because of the fees. I mean, think about a cleaning crew. That's a couple hundred bucks yeah. for a house. Yeah. Every every time someone comes in, most of the people that I've seen that are doing more Airbnbs now, it's more of a scenario to say, hey, where's my final retirement destination going to be? Maybe oh, yeah. I pick up a property up there. Yeah, I Airbnb it now because you know if it's if it's four hundred thousand dollars now, ten years from now, it's going to be six hundred thousand. So why don't I get into it now? Hopefully, you know I, I get enough coming in that I'm I'm making the uh, monthly payments on that mortgage, and now I got my my retirement home down the road. Yeah, that that's a good idea. One of my partners that I work with just bought a luxury rental in Orlando. And before he bought it, they showed him, you know, the bookings and that thing is almost completely booked all year round. Mm -hmm. So uh, he, he felt very confident in doing that. Now we have to see, was it right? Yeah. <laughs> Cause they could have, I don't know if they could have made stuff up or yeah, it's, it's things change. Yeah. It's definitely you know? things that need to, you know, you need to take to consideration is that do your research. But yeah, just like you're saying before is that, you know, two years ago, 
when we're going through COVID, I, I, I know for sure there was a lot of people that were hurting, you know, in those Airbnbs cause no one was, was going anywhere. Yeah. So you don't want that. And then like you said, Nate, my partner, he loves Orlando. He goes down there two or three times a year. So when he's down there, he stays in this mm -hmm. place. So mm -hmm. it really makes a lot of sense because he loves being down there and he'll go stay there. And when you have these luxury rentals, you get to kind of block off dates that you're going to be there. So yeah, that's yeah, nice. Yep. You own it. So, I mean, you can, if you only want to have people in there for four months out of the year, three months out of the year, or 12 months out of the year, yeah. that's up to your discretion. And I bet you when he does retire and move to Florida, like everybody seems to be doing, hmm. he'll just move into this little place. Yep. And yep. so that's, that is a good point about these things. Yeah. And it at least gives you a place to go. Right. So, I mean, if that is your dream destination, maybe it's not your dream home that you're going to be in, but it yeah. gives you a place to live while you're uh, narrowing down yeah. where you want to live. And then my other friend, um, who does uh, vacation rentals, it's very structured, uh, the one in Keystone. So I, I can't wait to have him on actually and ask him about all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And he is also a, uh, long-term rental person. He owns a few properties here in the Kansas City area. So we just wanted to go through and talk about some of the things that make uh, short-term rentals not the greatest, uh, but we will have people on that actually do them in, in a luxury market because I, I would love to hear about all that and the um, kind of the numbers behind that. Maybe we want to get into it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's know? definitely something the research you need to do is that I got a friend that just bought one in Florida as well, but he's been researching this for like five years of making sure it's a, it's a good destination. Yeah. Uh, the numbers work, et cetera. So uh, definitely do your research. Yeah. I mean, just to have someone clean it every time, that's, um, that's just, the cost is crazy. Well, that is going to end this episode for today. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, JP. Get out there alongside Nate Parks and get out there and uh, find your first rental. See you next time. This episode was mixed and edited by the team at Next Day Podcast. For professional podcast editing services with 24-hour turnarounds, visit nextdaypodcast.com. And if you're new to podcasting, check out our amazing podcast launch packages. Record, upload, relax. nextdaypodcast.com.